Welcome to Fulfilled, the ninth season of the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Did you know that there are over 300 prophecies pointing to Jesus in the Old Testament? Over and over, the Old Testament shows us that God is a God who keeps his promises, and none more important, the promise of a Messiah who would restore creation to its creator. We are calling this season Fulfilled because we will walk through just a few of these prophecies and see how Christ perfectly fulfills them during his earthly incarnation. Let's listen in as our guests share about one of these fulfillments today. Well, welcome back to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. I am your host, Bethany, and I am sitting here today with my friend, Natalie. So Natalie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what your life looks like right now? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I'm stoked to be here. So thank you for that. And um, currently, so I am a a wife and a mother. Uh, We, my husband and I currently are hosting through um, Safe Families. Mm -hmm. A little, a little girl, and then we have a biological son mm-hmm. who's 20 months. So they're 11 months apart, so that's a little busy, um, but good. And then I am also a nurse, so with little ones, I only work a day a week, but that's still um, something I enjoy doing. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of life for us right now. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, this season we've been talking about different prophecies that we see in the Old Testament and then how Christ um, fulfilled those perfectly in the New Testament. So what prophecy have you chosen to talk about today? Yes, so I get to talk about how Jesus is our Passover lamb. Mm. And um, I feel like that's just when you really, like when I started to really dig into that, I feel like it comes alive and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of depth with that. So... I'm excited to be That's able to, to discuss that with you. Yeah. I'll be it'll be interesting to see what comes up today because another guest um talked about how Jesus is oh was the willing sacrifice. And we you know we see a lot mm-hmm. of references to sheep and you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff that right. we aren't maybe quite as familiar with in Dayton, Ohio. Sure. Um so it'll be neat to see, you know, maybe some of those similarities that come up. Um, so tell us a little bit about, um, the specific passage that you'll, um, will be referencing and then maybe some context. So who was the original audience? Um, and what do you think it meant for the original hearers of the prophecy? Absolutely. So this puts us in Exodus. Um, and so just a, a bit of background. So the Israelites have been in slavery in Egypt for over 400 years. Mm-hmm. So, Prior to that, we have the Lord giving a promise to Abraham that he is going to um, uh, basically make his his you know his gener the generations that come after him as numerous as the sand on you know the mm-hmm. sand and as numerous as the stars in the sky. And so, yet right now, for four hundred years and mo- or more, they have been in in bondage. So mm-hmm. they've been in slavery in Egypt, and. They're crying out to the Lord is basically where where we are. Um, at this point, then, God speaks to Moses and Aaron, telling them that he is going to use them to lead his people out of out of slavery and, and out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and God uses Moses and Aaron um, to do just, you know, to, 
to display. I feel like for the Lord to be on display, just mm-hmm. nine amazing acts of the Lord. And then we have that 10th final mm-hmm. um, one that we're going to talk about yeah. today. That's great. Um, so in the book of Exodus, can you remind our listeners maybe a little bit about what was going on? Like what was Exodus about? Pretend like we don't, you know, have we, any idea. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So Basically, an exodus is that exodus or that journey out of slavery, out of Egypt, and the Lord bringing his people into the promised land mm-hmm. that he has, um, again, promised to his mm-hmm. people. It, it find, we are in about, we are in Exodus 12 is where we see the Passover okay. occur, and, and the Lord kind of gives specifics as to what he wants um, Moses to then declare to the people mm-hmm. and what their responsibility or response mm-hmm. is to be to that. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, obviously, you know, I know, um, in a little bit here, we'll, we'll be talking about what this looks like in the new Testament fulfillment, Mm but, you know, we know that Exodus is a period of oppression and, um, you know, things not looking the way that we anticipated. So we've already had, you know, pieces of prophecy being fulfilled where, you know, Abraham was promised to have an heir when it looked not not mm-hmm. like it was going to play Absolutely. out. And now, you know, we see, you know, his offspring have like created a nation mm-hmm. at this point, but they're oppressed. Right. So we right. see, you know, we know throughout scripture, obviously, we we live, you know, in in a time where we have all of scripture at our disposal. So we, we know the end, end story at least. But, you know, we see time and time again of this repetitive cycle of, you know, things working out and then they're fine and then they, you know, backslide Mm -hmm. and start disobeying and then they're oppressed and they're waiting for a redeemer and then they put their trust in somebody who wasn't meant to be their ultimate redeemer and, you know, going through this whole cycle. So we see so much oppression here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that that's, you saying that is just such a reminder of like, we are, we do the same exact thing, don't we? That we go through those cycles of knowing the truth of who the Lord is Mm -hmm. and that he is our redeemer and our Mm -hmm. rescuer, yet we put our hope in other Mm -hmm. things. And I'm speaking to myself so loud and like loudly preaching that to myself because I, I, yeah, we do that. And we see that even if, okay, so following the Exodus, not to get, I mean, to get ahead of myself, but just even that, that 40 years in the desert and how the Lord did miraculous things, Mm -hmm. yet they turn away, Mm -hmm. yet they, you know, yeah, don't look to him. Yeah. So. I think it's also interesting, you know, when, when we read through, obviously the, the, the first Passover experience came at the very end of, you know, the, the sequence of plagues mm-hmm. that, you mm-hmm. know, showed God's power and that the God of the Israelites was the real God. Um, and then we see this very, you know, visceral display of what it meant to be redeemed and protected mm-hmm. in the, you know, sacrifice of the lamb right. that needed, right. you know, it right. required the the blood mm-hmm. to be shown. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember, you know, I'll be the first to admit that for the longest time, you know, I've known the Lord for, you know, since I was young and I was a New Testament girl, like the Old sure. Testament oh, yeah. was I, a little yeah. intense for me. I knew it was important, but New Testament was Great. Mm-hmm. And then the, you know, the, the, one of the first times that I actually read through the Old Testament chronologically, it, 
just really changed my focus, you know, when you read through the books of like Leviticus and Deuteronomy and you're reading about all these different sacrifices Mm -hmm. and it just struck me like, you know, sin is costly. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, it's tedious to read about all these laws that we're not under anymore. Thank you know, Mm -hmm. thankfully, but the whole point of those was to show God's people how serious things were. And, you know, ultimately we'll talk about, you know, Jesus being the ultimate Passover Mm -hmm. lamb you know, it required his blood to make his sacrifice final right. on our behalf. Right. So, um, are we safe to jump to the New Testament? Are there more things that we want to talk about in the Old Testament? Yeah, so just a few things just to highlight about what had to occur with, mm. the, with the Passover lamb. So the Lord, he gave very specific things about how they were supposed to, you know, what type of a an animal. So it could be a lamb, it could be a goat, but um, it needed to be, you know, without blemish. And then they were to do specific things and how they prepared it. And then they were to eat it, but they were to eat it with haste. And <laughs> like, he just specific, very mm-hmm. specific. Mm-hmm. And then once that occurred, they were to put the blood um, over their door. So doorpost and then lentil, which is basically like three, you know, the door frame, if you will. And, and then not to leave their home. So stay in your home and and then the Lord was going to come and he was going to show a very distinct difference between the Israelites whom he mm-hmm. is protecting um, and anybody else. And we're not talking just people, we're talking animals too, mm-hmm. that the firstborn male of every family, basically animal um, and then human family was going to be struck dead. Mm-hmm. And that's weighty. It's very weighty. Yeah. Um, and then, so that's what we see all of those things kind of occurring as in the Old Testament with the Passover. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want to just highlight that he does then tell them to to remember it. Mm-hmm. It's now, we're setting this up, but then now for generations to come, you are to remember. Yeah. And so I feel like we then, that has um, some power with that too. Yeah. yeah. It, I always, um, you know, when, when we talk about these instances of the Old Testament, I love how often he calls us to remember mm-hmm. because he knows that we'll forget. We are so forgetful. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting kind of, you know, reading through and, you know, there's all these feasts and all these different things and, um, you know, we kind of can lose contact lose sight of like what is going on why are where are all these feasts happening and then to go back and like understand the context of well this feast is in remembrance of when god did this in yes. this feast and like you know how often is our tendency to focus on the celebration and forget about the why mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. even even in our remembering we can have faulty yeah. memories absolutely. of why it's happening absolutely so. so we see the you know the initial it call to, you know, animal sacrifice, animal Passover that's then observed regularly throughout the Old Testament. Um, and now if you're ready, mm-hmm. how do we see this um, coming to bear in the New Testament? So how does Jesus fulfill this prophecy in the New Testament? Right. So we, we can even start out before Jesus was crucified that mm-hmm. we see John the Baptist saying to him in John um, 1, 36, behold the Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. So that's prophetic in the sense of even John the Baptist before Jesus has even come into his ministry, like he's right there on the crux mm-hmm. of it. 
um, he's declaring that. He's yeah. saying it. He's saying there there's something different about him. And mm-hmm. the lamb, again, it has meaning. And that's something else that I love about how the Lord uses that, that he'll, you know, things in, in Old Testament then come alive sure. in the New Testament. And as we put those together, and I'm with you, I don't feel like I, oh, I didn't, that's been something new mm-hmm. for me probably in the last couple years of just seeing all of that, like the beauty of it all fitting mm-hmm. together. Um, but then I also like how then, so he's, you know, Jesus continues to tell people, he, he's, he tells the disciples that his time has, you know, mm-hmm. like his time is coming or he, we see him even say that he's going to have to suffer and mm-hmm. they don't get it. Right. Yeah. Even though they're with him, they don't get it. But then I love how leading up to his crucifixion, we see, um, even in a, in, in a court of law, he's innocent, mm-hmm. you know, that he, he goes before Pilate and Pilate says in Luke 23, 4, I find no guilt in this man. And then he's brought back to here. There's like the back and forth. And and they say in Luke 23, 13 through 15, look, there's nothing deserving of death that, that he's done. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's just declaring his innocence. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's key because, again, as a Passover lamb, he's supposed to supposed to be innocent Mm -hmm. and blemish free and um so we see that and so then um we see jesus's death um in luke 23 44 i mean you know in the gospels but just specifically um, i was looking in luke and then the curtain is torn Mm -hmm. and that has huge significance yeah we could talk about that for days that's like a whole yeah exactly um but I also love how even the centurion, who is not a you know not a believer, mm-hmm. not not a not someone who has put their faith in Jesus, says certainly this man was innocent. Mm-hmm. And that to me is also just on so many different levels we see him being mm-hmm. innocent, and his blood then is what his innocent blood being shed is what then allows us to enter into something yeah. that we couldn't before. And even even a criminal beside him says in Luke twenty three um, that that he's he's innocent that the, yeah. the other two have done things deserving of that mm-hmm. death yet this man yeah. he's not and so there's just again that's all weighty I feel like there's a lot there yeah and it's it's interesting too if I'm remembering correctly um, you know you talked about how earlier like how the initial Passover, everything was very precise and all that. And if I'm not mistaken, the timing of the week of Christ's crucifixion, part of his whole trial and everything was sped up because, you know, the Jews are trying to get this guy killed, but they also want to, you know, observe their their celebrations passover. like passover like Absolutely. they were supposed to so in luke 22 that's sorry did i see. totally no. steal your thunder no, it's just like that's they were actually celebrating passover yeah and like again it's just how you see it it wasn't just haphazard it wasn't just like you see how that fulfillment was very real that you know he was then that Passover lamb. So they're celebrating, they're preparing, they're doing all of their norm, yet mm-hmm. they're failing to see yeah. that he is is now going to fulfill that mm-hmm. in a way that no lamb has ever done. Because with a lamb, 
we have to continue to do it over and over mm-hmm. and over. And mm-hmm. we, it never is satisfied. Mm-hmm. Yet with Jesus, it is. It's, yeah. it's done. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he, he tries to tell us that it, it's final. You know, yeah. He, told, he tells us it is finished. Right. But yet we don't accept that Correct. for what it is. Mm-hmm. And we try to, you know, right. keep, keep doing our own, own work mm-hmm. when it was done on our behalf already. Absolutely. So what do you um, personally find is meaningful in this fulfillment? Right. So I feel like I have multiple things, you know, (laughs) how do you even start? But again, that call to remember. Mm -hmm. So for me, myself, um, the Lord is saying that, that he said in Exodus 12, you know, this day shall be a a memorial day and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. And with that then comes this call to pass it down. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe it's because of late, um, our church has been studying that in generations and like, how are we passing down our faith? Um, but like, we don't want to hide them. And in Psalm um, 78, it talks about, we will not hide them from our children, but tell the coming generations, the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders he has done. And then later on it says, so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commands. And I think that we can sometimes lose sight of, the importance of that. And I think especially in the Western culture, when we are not as we're not in, in that Jewish, um, like culture mm-hmm. and we, we don't see that the yeah. same way, but to them, there's a reason that the Lord said to celebrate it. And it wasn't just keep it just the, the old Testament. There is something to be said about, right. So they were keeping it, for what he had had done and and we should be keeping it for what he had done, but also what Jesus did. And I think that there's something about remembering and then passing it down and making sure that are we, are we declaring that to, to our children and telling of the works of the Lord. And, you know, that's what they did during Passover. They were talking about how the Lord came through and how the Lord did miraculous things. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of what looked like, you, you, they were in years of bondage and slavery and no hope. And yet the Lord came mm-hmm. in and did something that none of them could have ever done. Mm-hmm. And how are we then making sure that those are the things that are on our lips, that we are telling the next generation about that, about mm-hmm. the works of the Lord and about who he is. Um, so that to me is a big thing right now. Yeah. Um, and then also I think, as well is that I don't have to continue to walk in bondage to sin. Mm -hmm. And it's something that my husband has told me many times that I, and I think that there's this mindset that I am, Oh, this is just my cross to bear Mm -hmm. this, this sin in in particular, I'm always going to struggle with. And I struggle with that Mm -hmm. immensely. There are certain things that I feel like, whether it's for me, food or people pleasing or whatever it is that that's just going to be, Mm my struggle for life. And I feel like what he says to me and what I, if we look at scripture properly, like I, I'm not bound by that yeah. because that would then say that Jesus's blood is not right. able to set me free from that. And so to take off that mindset that I'm always going to be in that or, mm-hmm. or held back or in bondage to it. But I think it also then tells me 
that I have to move forward. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they then also had to take the steps of leaving Mm -hmm. what they knew, even if it was bondage and slavery, they had to take the steps of exiting and moving on and trusting the Lord that there was something better, even if they didn't have the framework for it yet. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they never knew. I mean, 400 years, they never knew life without that. Right. Um, And so not, uh, again, for me personally, not allowing what I've always known Mm -hmm. to then keep me held back from what the Lord has Mm -hmm. in the future and freedom. Yeah. I feel like, and, you know, this is sort of getting into the next, next question too, but just the whole, you know, taking a step back today and kind of looking at the the mirror images of the Old Testament mm-hmm. version of this and then Christ's fulfillment. It, you know, seeing parallels that, like, I've never seen before. Like, you know, you have the the covering, literal covering with the blood mm-hmm. of, you know, somebody else on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, the immediate l- leaving out of bondage mm-hmm. that occurs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we see that when, you know, we put our faith in Christ. Absolutely. That, like... He covered, he already covered our sins. It's us, you know, acknowledging that we needed covering, but then immediate freedom from bondage. Absolutely. And, you know, we don't, we know, we know the ultimate end of the story, but we don't know that in between. So, you know, we don't know what's going to come next, but we know that we're free and free indeed. Right. So. Absolutely. Um, so what do we see? We know the Bible is ultimately a book about God. So, you know, while this is talking about how Christ fulfills this prophecy, how do we see, um, God's character coming out in the fulfillment of this prophecy? Absolutely. So multiple things um, come to mind as I just reflected on that. So first of all, we see that God is over all things. And I think that that's something um, that we can sometimes, we lose sight of. We think, oh yes, God is big. And, but even just... He was over man and animals and land. I mean, we see how even in the plagues, like land, it it, it all Mm. is in submission to him. And he rules over it and has dominion over all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love how we see that he's into the details. He gave just very specific instructions about the lamb and what it was supposed to be like Mm -hmm. and how to prepare it and um, the manner in which they were to eat it and how they were to apply the blood on their homes. And I think that, again, it's just... He is into the details. It's mm-hmm. not just he just set things in motion and then pulled his hands right. back. It's again, he is is doing it all. Um, that he's faithful. We see him keep his promises, that he made a promise to Abraham, and then how we see that then fulfilled mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. even just this part, but then beyond when we go into the New Testament and how the Lord has been faithful in his promise. Mm-hmm. Um that he's generous. I feel like that's something that we think that God gives, you know, he's a gift giver or whatever, but that he's generous Mm -hmm. in his gift giving. So he showers his children with more than we need. Um, He declares in Exodus 3 that he will bring them into a land that is flowing with milk and honey, not just a land where they aren't in slavery, Mm -hmm. but a land that is is plentiful and good and, and is quality and it's abundant and so I, I love that too, just because again, it's not just bringing you into a place where it's just, you can get by and it, it is a little better, yeah. but we're talking <laughs> a, a place that, um, is, is him like mm-hmm. where he's providing and he's doing something miraculous. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, um, 
something that totally stands out is just that he breaks the chains of our bondage and our slavery, that his blood is the ultimate liberator. And we have, if we've confessed that Jesus is Lord and put our faith in him for our salvation, then we no longer are bound by chains of sin, but we can walk forward just unhindered and set free. So therefore we have a new identity, no longer one of slave or one that is shackled one, but now we are people that are set free with his blood as our seal um, to, to leave behind the old ways and walk forward in freedom. And I feel like that is what we need to hold on to is that, again, he's the liberator. Like we get to walk in freedom because of what he has done, because of his innocent blood. And there's so much to celebrate in mm-hmm. that. And I need to remind myself right. of that daily, hourly, sometimes, <laughs> um, of what that mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not just for yesterday, even though the work was completed in the past. Right. But the right. good news is for today. Absolutely. Too. Absolutely. Well, as we kind of wind down, are there any last encouragements that you have for our listeners? Yeah. So I would just say, again. There's something awesome about when we're starting, when we piece together um, the Old Testament mm-hmm. and the New Testament, I feel like it. there's a lot of beauty and depth that comes with that. That, mm-hmm. again, just like you, I was raised in the church and, and familiar-ish, mm-hmm. you know, with the Bible and stories of the Bible, but seeing it come together and how it fits together, mm-hmm. I think, is awesome. And just how are we then training the next generation Mm -hmm. or the people of influence, you know, that we have influence over in our lives Mm -hmm. to know the word. And I think that that has been something that has become more of a thing for me is treasuring the word and how am I then making it so that I'm showing my children that I treasure it, but also I'm teaching them. Mm -hmm. And random, this is super random, uh, but just even like, we discovered um, through somebody in our small group of um, slugs and bugs, which is <laughs> this hilarious. So it's a guy that um, does a lot of Bible scripture memorization okay. uh-huh. and he puts it to song. And so that has been a big thing for us of putting the word mm-hmm. um, to song because then it's on like it's just easy. It's mm-hmm. easy to remember and song. So uh, that's random, but something that <laughs> just it. popped into my Love mind it. about the word and how we're. I'm just getting it in our hearts mm-hmm. because that, as it's in our head and in our hearts, then it, there's transformation that can come. So. Well, thank you so much for being with us Sorry, today, thank Natalie. Thank you.